Alrighty, everybody, welcome again to the Tradescast. It's a podcast dedicated to everything in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. My name is Jeff Fah. And I'm Tom Moss, and this is the Tradescast for the week of May 15th. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great, but not as good as you, Tom. Look. Oh, I've liberated. Time the, to tell the, the world. You, you know, on the, on the outside, you may look, let's say, 70, but on the inside, Tom, <laughs> on the inside, you're 20 years old. Because I'm you just years old you just did something with, with that a twenty year old did. Tell the world what you did. I I cut the cord, Jeff. Uh, I no longer have Directv. I'm announcing it to the world, and uh, after about a year or two of thinking about it, uh, we finally did it. And I, I I feel I've never felt better in my life. I feel now, like a hipster. I feel like I have a full beard. That's awesome. Now tell me, uh, Tom, because here's always the thing: um, people keep talking about how uh, the world is cutting the cable cord. That they're going away, although to be fair, and we can talk about this, it's a, it's not quite exactly what everyone thinks. In fact, Comcast is weathering the storm pretty well. And I talk yeah. about this a lot. Um, for a lot of people, cutting the, quote, cable cord is not actually an option because you still have to get your Internet service provider. So right. where do you get your Internet now? Well, I've always gotten my uh, my various services from different different people. So I've been with uh, RCN here in Chicago, which is a, a, a very small. Used to be twenty, started up as twenty first century um, in the late nineties, and I've been with them ever ever since then. So I have a, a internet provider from them, which has always been very reliable and very fast, and no complaints. Um, and I've been with Directv since two thousand and four. So I think prior to that, I might have been with um, uh, had cable through RCN as well. Um, so, uh, I, um, I, that, that hasn't been a problem for me. Uh, and I suppose it, it could be for others, but even, even so, I mean, you could, you, it's not as if you have to have cable if you have internet provider coming through, right? It's just that you, you can, and you might have some savings with the bundle. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. They, they do bundle it. Uh, I think it's going to get to. I honestly believe if the if the number of subscribers continues to plummet at some point, getting cable will just be like an add-on. <laughs> It'll just be like, and you can have this thing too for a little bit more. But it, it depends. Uh, I've said this a lot, and you and I have talked about this. People can hear it back in the archives. Um, we've talked about this. If Wi-Fi in any real way will come to major cities for free, free Wi-Fi to major cities. Um, don't you think that that is the one way to basically that would destroy a lot of major companies? Not destroy, but really damage them. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to over overstate how much the cord cord cutting is plummeting. I'm not I'm not sure I'm not sure exactly what the effect is. I wouldn't worry too much about the cable companies and the satellite companies too much yet, but it is, I think, going to become more of a factor. And I mean, I, I know that, you know, I'm, I'm immersed in this stuff maybe more than others. So I, I know I'm not maybe a usual, uh, a normal, I'm not a normal person, Jeff. Um, but uh. I don't think my, I don't, I don't know that my experiences are, are that unusual. What I was, what I was noticing is that I, the things that I were interested, was interested in watching more and more were in, on Netflix and Amazon Prime or at least available through them and HBO. And that um, the thing that actually pushed me over the top is like, you realize, too, I'm cutting the cord in the middle of the Game of Thrones season, in the middle of the Americans season, which are two of my go-to. I can buy Amer the Americans on iTunes, and I can um, subscribe to HBO Now for 15 bucks a month. And I'm still, I mean, I was paying $150 a month 
for cable service and HBO and Showtime alone. Now, granted, I, I, I'm not the kind of person that's going to call every six months and, and threaten to quit and, and bounce around uh, services. I just, I'm just not inclined to do that. So I admit that I could have probably brought that price down over the years, but, but still, I can afford to buy some of the things that I'm interested in. And I'm not a huge sports fan, and if there's a big game on, I'll go to a, um, a bar or something and, and watch a game that I'm really interested in, or the Olympics or soccer or whatever. So for me, it only it only made sense, and and I don't know. It's been almost uh, 36 hours, and so far so good. You're surviving. Now tell me this: Are there any specific shows you know right now that you would need to purchase an app um, to watch that you can't watch with what you have right now? Um, you know the 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 thing that that I haven't um, I haven't crossed over to yet. I mean, I, I'm a big Stephen Colbert fan, and so. Uh, I used to DVR that show and watch that um, every day, uh, but I believe the latest episode is available on on the CBS uh, app for right. free. Um, you can also get the paid you, CBS app if you want. It's six dollars a month. That's uh, right. And so, you know, I, I take the point that to get everything that I had before through uh, other means, I would um, I would I would have to spend some more money. I don't know that it would approach one hundred fifty dollars, and frankly. I'm I'm interested to see what I'm going to be able to live without anyway, and how badly I want to see some of the the shows that I think I'm, of course. I'm so desperate. You to know see what I'd like to see is uh, the how much there's a correlation between the rise of Hulu Plus and the dropping of cable, because it seems like a lot of the things you might want to get that would be a little bit trickier you would get through Hulu Plus. Like if you got Hulu Plus, a lot of that would be taken care of. Would you agree? Well. I, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, and then there's there's a couple there's a couple things. I mean, there there are the big marquee shows that um, that uh, you you don't want to miss, and you want to kind of watch them while the rest of the world is watching them. So Game of Thrones and The Americans, and maybe a few other shows fall into that category. Some of them may be on local network TV where I can get an antenna and watch them, and I can even you know invest in a DVR system that will allow you to um, to to DVR things on off of an uh, antenna. Um, and Slingbox is another option for if I want to right. figure out more ways to spend spend money. What about Walking um, Dead, Tom? What about Walking Dead? Walking Dead's going to be Walking Dead's going to be interesting. Um, to be honest with you, I'm finding myself drift a little bit away from the plot of The Walking Dead. I'm, I'm, it's getting a little tiresome. So that that may be one that that will that may be the test, Jeff. Whether I need to find a, a ancillary way to view it. Uh, or I need to, um, you know, maybe just, uh, maybe just invest in a good book. <laughs> remember, remember, remember books? Sure. Those are <laughs> things that eventually turn into movies, so I don't have to read them. <laughs> uh, well, Tom, this takes us into our next uh, topic, which is the uh, TV upfronts were here, and uh, it's always interesting to see what the networks are doing. Uh, ABC is hurting more than the other ones, other major networks right now. Um, they they, uh, del- they uh, canceled a lot of shows. Um, I don't know if they're going to have... I, I was kind of looking at their new shows. I don't see anything there that I think is going to be interesting. They're losing Castle, which is one of their shows uh, uh, that was one of their, you know, tried and true for the last decade. Um, and Supergirl on CBS has moved to the CW, which makes perfect sense. It was always more of a CW show. But what's interesting to me is that right now, in the last year, there wasn't a show on the, quote, rise. Before that, Empire was on the rise. Before that, Blacklist was on the rise. 
there isn't there wasn't that standout broadcast show that um, you know that everyone just said wow because that was Empire last year and that was Blacklist before that um, there just wasn't one of those shows um, and in NBC's true fashion they're taking another another Dick Wolf show <laughs> they might mm-hmm. as well eventually just be called the Dick Wolf Network uh, it's pretty amazing uh, and by the way CSI the last CSI is getting cancelled Ted Danson to his amazing uh, ability to be likable is going right from that to another new show with Kristen Bell. Um, I just think he has that likability, so he he may be back on the air. But isn't it interesting? There just are no more shows on any of the big uh, five uh, that anyone's talking about anymore. You know, that's you know not to not to bring this all back to me, but I guess that's what I do. Um, you know, I looked down that list of all the shows that have been renewed and canceled, and I didn't recognize many of them. I hadn't seen hardly any of them. And I felt no, I mean, I kept looking for that one that I'm like, oh, oh crap, I can't believe that show got canceled. And I had, I, I had no feeling for, for, for any of that, and I had no excitement about anything that was coming. So, um, you know, I can't say that for, for all, all shows. There are things that, like I said, are, are, are coming on Netflix and other um other other outlets that I am excited about, but it's just network TV. And and Jeff, this goes back to something we've talked about before. I mean, is it the model of network TV that simply can't produce shows? It's no, it's no lack of trying, and it's no lack of of, of um, amount of content. It's just that there's nothing there that seems. I don't. I just don't agree because Empire was a hit. Um, but here's what's interesting: Empire. But is like, that the exception that proves the rule? I mean, you, you, that's one. I don't, that's a good question. But here's another part of that is that Empire's ratings are already starting to drop after going two years of meteoric uh, rise. Um, for the first time, basically, in whatever, seven years, Big Bang Theory numbers starting to drop. And for the first time ever, Walking Dead numbers starting to drop. So these are our big, these are our three biggest shows all starting to drop. Um, I again, I don't blame NBC for going with the Dick Wolf show because your your audience that's fifty and older is incredibly consistent. You know what I mean? They know what they like and they watch it, and that makes sense to me. That's why you can have a show like Castle that runs for twelve years, and you can have a CSI that runs for twelve, fifteen years. Because if your audience starts out at forty five or fifty years old, they tend to be tend to be very consistent. So Empire is a much younger audience, not not as young as Walking Dead, but a younger audience. I think they got tired of it. Just like, oh, yeah, it was good, and move on. Walking Dead, yeah. Walking Dead, for being as edgy as it was, after about five years, everyone said, yep, okay, I kind of got it. And yeah. I can see by the end of next year, it's going to be like, so, so end it, please. Um, right. And, you know, even I think the only reason that Game of Thrones doesn't have that problem is the incredibly small number of episodes. Uh, but even they will, will reach that point in a couple of years um, if they're not you know, done. I, I agree, and I, I, I am a big fan of the, of, of the narrative arc, the short narrative arc, and so I think where a lot of shows are succeeding, like Fargo, there's another one that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to see how I can live without or not, um, that have the 10-episode, 13-episode arc, and that's it. So you go into it knowing that your investment is is about 10 hours worth and that you are implicitly promised um, an end. Now, what I don't know how they're going to work some of these uh, shows that, 
Um, I mean, a Better Call Saul is probably another good example. They're, they're short series, um, but because of that peculiar genesis of that story, you know where it's going. And so the curiosity there is how it's going to get there. So I guess that could take unlimited number of seasons, but it's probably unlikely. I think more and more you're going to go, you're going to see the, the, um, the United States move to the British model and maybe the continent, the continental European model where it's a limited number of, of shows for a, a defined arc. Uh, and that's it. I mean, we used to call those mini series and I think we may be moving there now. Maybe it's our attention span and maybe it's just the glut of stuff we have to watch. Um, but I think people are less and less interested in the, um, uh, the stories that go on forever. I think a good example of this, and I think it's not going to have uh, legs much more than a year or two, is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Uh, I don't know how that show can sustain its, um, its narrative uh, ad infinitum. This is one of the reasons I think there's a showrunner, great, uh, producer, Greg Berlanti uh, on the CW, who does all the comic book ones. Um, I think the CW really got into something smart because the one group of young people that is crazy consistent and rabid are the people into sci-fi fantasy and superhero stuff and they can sustain those shows for years i mean i have a friend who writes for the 100 uh, very small but strong core audience um all those superhero shows uh, and all the supernatural shows uh, they can last for a decade or more at one to two million viewers because those viewers are so loyal um, that they, I think they've got a smart part. And again, I've said this, and I'll keep saying it: NBC should have um, should have two or three Spanish language shows on the air, at least one sitcom, um, one drama, and like one melodrama, one telenovela. I would do it as an experiment, uh, tout it really big, make it incredibly high quality with sub potential, you know, the ability for English subtitles, and just see what happens. If it didn't, if it didn't work. Who cares? They canceled show last year. They, as we know, they canceled every show but one that was new. Yeah. So why not try that thing and see if it worked? Well, what you're talking about sounds a lot like risk taking. Oh yeah, sorry, that's true. Yeah, uh, I guess they have to stop that then. Uh, I, I definitely think that if you got four million people who spoke Spanish to watch a show, and then even if you just got a million people who spoke English to watch a show, we call that. You know, what we call that these days in broadcast. That's that would a be hit. a hit. That's a hit. Yeah. No <laughs> so, doubt. Um, we talk about this as being a little bit of the um, the white elephant, uh, but uh, the adult drama in film is harder and harder to find. There are occasionally mega hits, but rarely. But uh, it was interesting. I was really curious how Money Monster would do. Uh, it did okay, box office-wise. I think the only reason it didn't do better is the critics were really kind of lukewarm on it. If it had been a major, you know, dramatic hit, I think we could have seen a legitimate box office hit, don't you? Um, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, I mean, I think this might be is what opened at thirteen, fifteen million somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, and and that that may be as as much as we can hope for for an adult movie at the box office anymore. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you're if you're going to see anything bigger than that anymore. I mean, what? Why? Well, convince me I'm wrong if I'm if you if you think I'm wrong. Well, again, you could argue movies such as The Martian or um, or American Sniper are movies that aren't basically geared toward an older audience, but many older people saw it. So I think if you can make an audience a, a film, of course, that an older audience would see, that younger people would also see, Gravity would be another example. You know that kind of film. 
but you are right. It's true what we would call adult film that has 50-something actors doing serious drama. You might be right. I mean, George, if you're looking for 50-something or close to 50-something stars in our world, and you said George Clooney, uh, Julia Roberts, and uh, um, Jodie Foster, that's about as good as it gets, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's it. Um, but I do think if, if people have been talking about it like the movie of the year, you'd see another 10 million on it and you'd see longer legs. But the critics just were like, yeah. You know, it seems to me that, uh, you know, I, I, I saw, I saw the trailers for the, for money monster and the Martian for that matter. And a few other movies. And I think, yeah, that's a movie I definitely want to see sometime later (laughs) on Netflix or wherever. Um, I don't, I just don't feel compelled to, I don't, you know, it used to be that you imagined these movies in the theater. You, you imagined the experience of seeing them and the thought of seeing it on a small screen, even a, a, a five inch screen was just, you know, anathema. You would, you just wouldn't do it. And I think those days are over. We can imagine seeing and enjoying these movies on our TV sets, which are frankly, you know, in HD, very satisfactory in terms of quality and, and even uh, even the the iPhone on your commute on the train might offer a a, a a worthwhile enough experience for certain kinds of movies. Absolutely, and you know we're not going to talk about 4K today, but the coming of 4K, um, the quality is just getting so high, which is why I think we're going to see more and more of these films go to some kind of streaming within four weeks, and then eventually I think it'll be two weeks, and then more and more of the simultaneous releases. Uh, even on films that today you wouldn't think would happen. So I think we're going to see that. Hey, you do know, we, I, um, yeah. do you think just before we move on, do you think we lose something um, intrinsically human or, or artistic or whatever you want to refer to it as by not seeing movies collectively as a group in a dark theater together? Is there something that, that um, you know, we should mark the passing of here? No, because it's not going anywhere. It's 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 just that we feel like I, I think it's great to go see something serious with a group of people, but the truth is, um, if everyone's still watching it, they're watching it, and we just have to know that at some point the movie theater is for big spectacles, primarily big spectacles. That's what it's there for now. Um, and this 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 ebbs and flows, I suppose, too, through the years. I mean, we've we've heard the the um, uh, the 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 death of the the movie industry is nigh for probably a hundred years now, so um, you know that's that's uh, worth remembering. It's also worth remembering that uh, in terms of a social experience, people are going to see live theater like never before. So right. um, the, yeah, the with, communal experience isn't dead. Yeah, absolutely. Hamilton is going to tour and and very mainstream crossover to people who don't normally go to the theater. Yeah, the box office is just so hard. Tom, just looking at it as a snapshot halfway through. Here's what's fascinating. There was two numbers that stood out to me. Last year, there were um, six films that grossed more than $300 million domestically. All of last year. This year, we already have five. Can you believe that? Mm. Now, here's the other number that's interesting to me. Last year, we had 29 films gross at least $100 million. This year, we have six. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? It means the mid-sized hits seem to be more abandoned for just mega, mega hits. Like, that's what we're shooting for now. Just the massive hit. I think. I, I'm not I, think you're, I think you're right. And I think, you know, we're starting to see the, the move away from the box office as the, um, the, the, the end-all for uh, movie distribution. And uh, instead, as a 
part of the puzzle uh, and maybe a, a piece of, of, of the distribution of just certain types of movies. And, you know, maybe there's something wrong with that, but there's probably not. Yeah. I mean, again, it's it's what people want. We're just going to have to see, uh, again, year to year how it goes. Hey, I wanted to finish with the story about Facebook, um, this idea that Facebook is politically biased more toward the left than the right. Um, there's some people who say that there's tr- true evidence that shows it's a human created algorithm that decides what gets seen and how and and that it just leans left because of the people involved do you think it's a real thing and if so does it matter um you know just knowing as much as anybody else from from what we what we read about it um i'm inclined to think that yeah it probably is a real thing i don't think it's a diabolical plot but i think it's a, a institutional issue that um that uh, we've seen in the rest of the media for for years, that people that, that have a liberal bias tend to be drawn towards jur- journalism. I know that's changed uh, in in some notable uh, ways and no, notable categories over the last ten or fifteen years, but I think generally that's true. And I think for younger people and to, in the tech industry, I think it might be especially true. You know, um, we, is you, it a problem? And, and I think it's a I think it's a fair enough fair enough problem. And and I think that uh, having them acknowledge it or at least investigate it would be a um, you know, we talk about this and uh, both of us work in the education world and um, people always say universities lean left. And and my guess is that while most teachers, I think, try to avoid overt political statements, there are more people who probably consider themselves progressive rather than conservative in the overall scheme of education, higher education. It's just how it is. Um, so it probably feels that way even among classes and uh, professors who try to avoid political conversation. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. So I think you're right. There are just certain areas. In a, there tend to be people uh, uh, who lean more left in certain fields than others. It's just how it is. Um, and I don't know if it's bad or anything in particular, but I do think that when you're dealing with a major, major company such as Facebook, they should be trying to just allow open conversation for everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would, I would want there to be. If there's any bias, I would hope that it would be towards accuracy and honesty as opposed to uh, political I- ideology. Um, and I hope that that's not what people are looking at. So, I mean, if if um, if they are making editorial judgments and not spreading untruths or um, or um, misrepresentations on either side of the of the spectrum then I would have less of a problem with that. But I, I can see how, how, how um, you know, someone with a liberal bias or a conservative bias would lean and, 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 and um, promote one, one story or one reporting of a story over another. So it's worth looking at and keeping an eye on. And you know, we can come back in a couple of weeks and see where we are. Absolutely. I want to look more into this story. And uh, we're finally hitting summer, more major summer movies. We'll see if we're going to have any more films cross the $300 million mark. I think we will. Um, just an amazing time for major films with the incredible special effects. Uh, the summer season on TV, whatever TV means, will start. Uh, and we, we, uh, we'll see if more people follow Tom and all the young kids out there cutting the cord and uh, how that's going to go. We'll be looking at those things and everything else in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. So for Tom, I'm Jeff. Have a great day.